What's up, podcast listeners? Thank you guys so much for tuning in to my very first ever podcast. My name is James Jernigan, and to be honest, I don't even know what I'm calling this podcast yet. It is the first podcast I've ever done, ever tried to record. Um, You know, uh, actually starting a podcast is something I've been wanting to do for uh, quite some time now, maybe a number of years, but I guess just haven't had the uh, focus or time or energy to make it happen, but uh, I'm tired of making excuses and tired of not getting my way in life, Um, so if you can relate to that, then maybe you're in the right spot. Um, This podcast, just off the bat here, uh, is going to be mostly about um, the business I'm starting, which is uh, called Get Online Already, and it is a service-oriented business, uh, the goal of which is to get every company, every business, and anybody, anywhere who sells something on the internet. You know, it's 2019, getting to the end of 2019 here, and I just can't believe that there are still businesses that don't have a website or an online presence. That's ridiculous to me. I mean, I don't even think I need to tell you guys if you're here listening to a podcast, but there's like 2.7 billion smartphone users in the world. That's 2.7 billion people that are walking around all day long with an internet-connected device in their pocket or more often than not in their hand looking at it when they're driving, when they're working, when they're doing all kinds of stuff that they really shouldn't be looking at their phone. They are. people. The fact is people are addicted to phones and technology and, you know, if you're trying to make money, if you have a business and your business is not connected to the internet, that, you know, I think that problem is obvious. But uh, more specifically, um, I think I want this podcast to be about challenges people face trying to start their own business when they're working a full-time job or doing some other kind of activity to pay the bills, which is my current situation. Right now, I'm driving home from work as I record this podcast. Uh, That's part of the idea I had is to try and do a podcast every day for whoever wants to listen. Uh, Honestly, mainly for myself at this point, uh, just to kind of consolidate my thoughts and get some stuff off my chest so that I can listen to it again later and, you know, see how I'm progressing with my own goals and kind of develop them. And if you're tuned in to this first ever episode, um, you're extremely lucky because you're going to be able to follow along and copy every single thing I do with this business. To be honest, if you wanted to be my direct competition, if you're listening to this right now, you can do exactly what I'm doing. I'm going to share just about all of it with you guys as I go along um, for my own benefit as well as hopefully for your benefit. You know, if, if, if you've always wanted to start a business and been kind of lost on how to do it or, you know, you tried and uh, didn't get very far, hopefully this will help you. Um, hopefully it helps me. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll go from there. So, um, like I said, my business is called Get Online Already. And I just started it, I guess, officially about a month ago. Um, The project of developing a business to get uh, people online is something I've been kind of kicking around and working on for uh, a couple years now. Um, But I haven't really, I guess, found the momentum or the enough, made enough spare time or really, I guess, just made it enough priority to really get it off the ground. But... Um, 
I'm changing all that. I'm spending every waking second of my free time when I'm not at my job working on this business. Now, obviously, like you guys, I have my own life going on. You know, I still have to do laundry and cook dinner and walk my dog and do all the same kind of stuff that you guys have to do. So that, that honestly, for me, and I'm sure it's a challenge for a lot of you guys too, it, that's been my biggest challenge is making time or finding time. Uh, you know, and, and I, I'm trying to be careful about how I word that because the older I get and the more mature I get, the more it just sounds like an excuse to me. You know, I don't have time. We all have the same amount of time. Everybody has 24 hours in a day. And, you know, look around. There's people making millions and millions of dollars, even billions of dollars. And they have the same time that you and I have, have every day. So if they can do it, why can't we? That's the thing. Um, and, you know, some people, not everyone starts from the same spot. A lot of stuff, you know. So, yeah, as the older and more mature I get, um, the excuse of I just don't have time is just that, it's an excuse and you know, if there's something you really want to do, you make the time for it regardless of what it is, so I'm trying to make that decision for myself uh, and my business so on that subject of time and making excuses and I guess uh, trying to reverse that and stop making excuses and start making time um, that's, we could just start with this podcast. Um, I'm recording it, as I said, as I drive home from work, because, you know, as days went by and I kept thinking, you know, I want to start a podcast. I wanted to start a podcast. I need to do a podcast and just never having the time. You know, I wait, just like you do, I wake up early in the morning. I leave my house for work at 6am in the morning and I don't, the type of work I do, I do delivery work. I don't want to get into too much detail about uh, what company I work for, but most likely you've had a package delivered from my company. But anyways, the point I'm trying to make is I don't know what time I'm getting off every day. I start at 6 a.m. and I get off work anywhere from, uh, right now it's almost 5.30. Um, and this is about an average day, but sometimes I don't get off till 8 o'clock at night. And then, you know, I have, my commute is about 30 minutes, so sometimes I'm looking at 12, 13, 14 hours outside of my house uh, when I am otherwise occupied. You know, I'm at work. I'm working for my company, and I can't really do anything outside of that. So I realized I was going to have to get creative. And, you know, when I get home, I've been on my feet all day outside. It's hot or it's cold or it's raining. When I get home, to be honest, I don't. it's not necessarily the time that I don't have because, you know, there's an hour or two or three or six or however many hours when I get off work before I go to bed that I could be doing stuff but as I'm sure many of you feel I need to rest you need to rest you know everybody needs downtime I need to unwind I need to let my brain stop thinking about the job I just did all day and all that um so if I'm going if I'm going to uh, really build a successful business on top of working every day, which I have to do because, you know, I got bills to pay, um, then I'm going to have to get creative, so that's how this podcast came about, and um, let's see, I want to share with you guys some other uh, 
time-saving tricks that have benefited me. Here's another one. Um, I, uh, I started listening to books on tape not too long ago and found uh, tremendous value in that. Um, you know, I've always, I've always found tremendous value in books, and I guess you could say I like reading, um, but what I struggle with is making the time for it. I mean, every time I've read a book that outside, you know, I'm not talking about something your teacher made you read in school that you didn't care about, but every time I've read a book that I actually wanted to read, I found it super fulfilling, but the hardest part for me is when I'm at home or I find myself an extra bit of time and want to decide what I'm going to do with it, I might want the information that's in that book, but what I struggle with is forcing myself to sit down, slow down, open the book, and start reading it. And, you know, once I do, once I get through a few pages, I might be locked in. But um, I feel like over my life I've missed out on a, a, a ton of knowledge and information that I, sh to, to be frank, should have and feel like an idiot for not acquiring at a younger age, but it is what it is. Anyways, I started listening to books on tape, and I realized I've been listening to music at work for as long as I can remember, for years. You know, I've had several different jobs. Some of them uh, I'm not able to uh, have headphones in at work, but a lot of the jobs, my current job, I can. Everybody wears headphones all day long. So one day, uh, kind of randomly, I guess, I was at work and uh, was just like, you know, why don't I try listening to a book at work? And I did, and I've listened to a book at work pretty much every day for the past, uh, I guess, almost two months now. And it has been, honestly, one of the most fulfilling decisions I've ever made as far as uh, bettering myself. And not, and not just, uh, I'm not just talking about the benefit of the information and knowledge I got from the book, but also I feel like I've benefited from the discipline of uh, forcing myself to get better, I guess, is the, is the only way I can put it, and um, in addition to being super thankful for the information I get from the books, I, just at the end of the day, when I get off work, I feel double accomplished. I feel accomplished for the work I did, and then I also feel like uh, I gained value from uh, you know, the material that I've been listening to all day. So I'm hoping that can help you guys. Any of you guys who work jobs where you can have headphones in, if you're looking to, uh, get an advantage over everybody else in your space, um, I can't recommend that enough. You should start tomorrow or today, even if you have time today to listen to a book on tape, I'd highly recommend that. So anyways, uh, without getting too carried away, down that path. Uh, those are a couple things that have helped me make time and uh, make better use of the time that I do have. That's been one of my struggles with trying to start this business. Um, and a second uh, challenge I've had, which I'm sure uh, most of you guys face as well, especially if you're listening to this podcast, but really if you're anyone trying to start a business, is money. I mean, just straight up starting a business in almost all cases, costs money, and if you don't have money, that's a big problem, and uh, especially if you need money to pay your bills before you can spend any money on a business, you know, you might feel like, uh, like trying to run up an icy hill, you know, you're just not getting anywhere, you, you work and you work and you take overtime and you might get a second job or a side hustle, 
you know, you might drive for Uber or uh, one thing I did for a while was charging those electric scooters you see around. Um, I live in Baltimore and we have tons of electric scooters and it was, it was pretty good money for a while, but, uh, you know, a lot of more people started doing it and the uh, services changed their payout fees and all that ended up being not that lucrative so I stopped doing it for the most part but um you know anyways regardless it can feel like a big challenge so um another thing that's uh that I'm super interested in and I'm hoping to uh really bring with this podcast is guerrilla marketing it's something I've always loved uh from when I first learned the term at a young age I don't know how old I was probably 14 15 when uh a buddy of mine told me about it. I can't even remember what the context was, why he might have been uh, teaching us about that. But regardless, super thankful. Lauren, if you're listening, big shout out. Um, that has been uh, some an invaluable uh, seed you planted that I have pursued ever since for about the past 15 years on and off. You know, um, For a long time, it was more for, for just my enjoyment than actual marketing. But nonetheless, it's uh, super, not, not only effective, but um, can be really fun depending on what approach you take. So to branch out on that, um, I'll share with you guys a couple of the guerrilla marketing tactics that I've found effective and that I use. Um, and I guess in no particular order, I will just start with uh, actually one of the, it's actually um, a product that my business offers. Um, they're called drop cards, and what drop cards are, are exactly what they sound. It's a business card that instead of, you know, putting in a rack on your desk or handing to somebody, you literally drop and hope that they get picked up. Now, that wouldn't work with just normal business cards, so what most people do is make them look like something somebody would want to pick up. Um, for example, my drop cards look like fresh crisp hundred dollar bills folded in half um so you know the one side of the card it looks exactly like a hundred dollar bill same size same color all that uh and then on the inside when you open it up it says if you have too many customers drop this card now if not realcashcards.com that's another one of my websites you guys can go check it out if you're looking uh to do some guerrilla marketing and you think that um your customers would pick up a fresh crisp hundred dollar bill then you know go check it out I, I sell them you can buy them from me that's not the point of me telling you guys this i'm just telling you guys so that hopefully um you, you know you can try something that works for you i know some other companies offer drop cards that look like all sorts of things lottery tickets gift cards um debit cards, whatever, you know, all sorts of different things. So you can take your pick of what you think will work. Um, personally, I like the cash ones because I've never seen anybody pass up a hundred dollar bill on the ground. You know, I go around, I just put them out for fun sometimes. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm trying to grow my business, but sometimes if I find one in my pocket and I'm, you know, downtown or at the mall or just, you know, got a couple minutes to kill or I'm with a friend, I'll be like, Hey, watch this and just go throw it down on the sidewalk and watch and see who picks it up. And another thing about these, uh, these drop cards is that they're kind of a novelty thing. So people want to show them to their family and friends. When someone picks up one of my cards, 
they keep, first of all, they keep it, which is more than you can say about most business cards. Most of the time, you give somebody a plain business card, they're going to put it in their pocket, and that's going to go through the wash, or they're going to throw it on their coffee table, or in the trash, or on their dashboard and leave it there for a year until the sun fades it, you know, whatever, they, they don't care. Um, well, the second you're done talking about them, they forget about that. Now, my cards, when I give somebody my card, they keep it because it made them laugh or it made them maybe frustrated. You know, some people get irritated. They think they found a hundred bucks and then they open it up and realize it's a business card. But the thing is, the way I look at it, my cards are a lot more valuable than a hundred dollars. If you're disappointed because you found one of my cards, you don't get it. Um, what my cards provide is an offer of value that can grow your business. Uh, you know, if you go to my website and you buy my cards, you're getting leads for as little as 20 cents. Now you tell me where you can get a hot lead, whether that's someone calling your, but not you making a cold call, but someone calling your business who knows who you are, knows what you offer and wants what you offer for less than 20 cents, then please tell me, leave a comment or, uh, call me or post on my Facebook something. Cause I want to know where to get leads for less than 20 cents. If you know, um, but anyways, so yeah, people keep these cards and they show them to their family and friends. And the best part is if somebody picks up my card and they're not interested in my offer, nine times out of 10, they drop it right away. They just leave it. They don't want it. They don't want to be bothered to throw away. They drop it. And what does that do? it leaves my card there for the next person that comes along to see it. So, you know, they're super effective. That's one thing, uh, one form of guerrilla marketing that I do that uh, might help you guys out. Another thing that I've found to be pretty effective, and this is, uh, this particular strategy is uh, more vague. That's to say it's not as targeted as the drop cards. Um, but stickers, sticker advertising, that is something that I actually carried over from, uh, my younger self. I used to just really enjoy making sticker art. Um, I would get a whole bunch of blank stickers and draw on them and then just put them up around town where people could see them, you know, not, not, uh, with the intent on vandalizing anything, you know, I wouldn't destroy anybody's property, but on the back of street signs or where there was already other, you know, people post concert flyers or whatever, you know, I'd put them in those kind of places really with no other purpose of just wanting, um, wanting the, my drawings to be seen and not because I wanted to be famous or I wanted to be known, you know, I didn't even put my name on the stickers or anything. They were just like little comics. Like it just made me happy to put them around. Stickers can be a phenomenal way to market your product or service or idea or your podcast or your blog or whatever the hell you're trying to advertise. Um, stickers can be an awesome way to do that. Um, now you do have to be a little more um, specific with where you put them if you really want to have an impact. Um, you know, but in the right spot, a lot they can get you a lot of eyes on your business. Um, for example, like next time you're walking downtown in an urban environment, check out the light poles, um, like at intersections when you're waiting across the street and like right by the little button that says cross here, look at that pole, I bet you'll see some stickers on it. Or on the back of street signs when you're sitting at a stoplight, I bet 
if you're in an urban environment now, I know that this isn't uh, so much a thing in rural or maybe even suburban areas, but I know if you're in an urban area, look at the back of the street signs. Uh, and you're waiting across the crosswalk or you're sitting at an intersection, I bet you'll see other people's stickers. Um, so, you know, it's super simple to just walk around, slap stickers up everywhere, and then now that's, you know, who knows how many people, a thousand people might see that thing, you know, this week or whatever. Um, and another creative idea that I do sometimes, if it's, uh, if it's an area where I don't feel comfortable putting a sticker or so, I think someone, um, the busier intersections downtown where I don't want to get out and, uh, you know, maybe have somebody, a, a police officer or something, say something to me about, you know, fly, I mean, technically fly posting is, uh, can be frowned upon or illegal depending on where you live. So I might not want to have an altercation uh, about that. So what I do is uh, a lot of times there's people begging at, here in Baltimore. Pretty much any intersection you go to, there's people begging. And I don't really give away money, mainly because I don't have any money to give away um, primarily. And also I just, I, I'm, I firmly believe that um, there should be an exchange of value when you are taking money or giving money. Uh, you know, I mean, charity's good, don't get me wrong, I, I, I like charities, I don't want to dwell on this too long, but, uh, I don't see a whole lot of value in just giving away money, so one thing I like to do is when I pull up and one of these beggars comes up to my window, I'll pull out a dollar and one of my stickers and say, you know, hey bud, here's a dollar, can you slap this sticker up there for me on that pole or on that sign or wherever, and, uh, to be honest with you, I haven't encountered one person that's told me no. Uh, most of them just say, yeah, sure, or, or they look at me really confused, and then I just repeat myself, yeah, just put it on that pole right there, and they look really confused, and most of the time, pull the back of the sticker off and just slap it on the pole, and you know what, if, if they don't, what have I lost? Uh, the dollar I gave them, and maybe the 15 cents I spent on the sticker or something, it's not a big deal. Um, and, but like I said, more often times than not, they slap that sucker right up there and I'll, and it'll stay there for a week or a month or, you know, depending on where it is, could be up there for a couple years. So, you know, that's, that's another one of my ideas that I hope will help some of you guys. And, uh, I'll give you a bonus idea here, which you could actually beat me to the punch on this one because I haven't done it yet, but it's something I want to do. Um, winter is going to be here soon. It's, uh, well, it's just turning fall now, but you see where I'm going with this. Um, pretty soon it's going to be cold. And when it gets cold, the beggars don't go away. They still pace the intersections all day long. So one thing I've been wanting to do is go online and order a bunch of hoodies, a bunch of bright ass orange or yellow colored hoodies and put my business logo and contact information on them in big ass letters. So you can't miss it. And then I want to drive around and give them out to homeless people or beggars. You know, I don't, I don't want to assume their living situation, but by the looks of most of them, I, I don't think they have a comfortable place to sleep at night. Um, and a lot of times they don't have warm clothes. So by me giving them a hoodie, it's benefiting them because, hey, now they're going to be warm tonight. It's benefiting them also because it's brightly colored and they're wandering around in intersections. I don't know what the statistics are on uh, bums getting hit. Uh, but 
I'm sure it's up there because uh, a lot of times they're uh, high out of their mind, nodding off, passing out in the intersection. You gotta honk and wake them up to get them out of the way. But uh, regardless, if they had a bright ass yellow orange hoodie on, they're probably likely less likely to get hit by a car. They're warmer, and you know it's benefiting me because all day long they're pacing around in that intersection, and people are seeing my company name and my company logo. And even if they don't, even if that doesn't spur them to go to my website and want to do business with me right away at least they know my brand or they've seen it so that next time they see one of my ads like oh yeah i've heard of that company um and you know and it it's just uh, another way that i've come up with to get your name out there relatively inexpensively um and maybe in an i'm almost home so i don't know how much longer this episode will be uh, looks like we're almost to about a half an hour here, which is about as long as I want to make the first one. But uh, another thing I want to get into maybe in the next episode is um, organic reach on social media and the internet. Not exclusively online, but that that's traditionally where that term comes from, organic reach, which is to say people who see your content that you didn't pay for them to see your content. That is how many people see your Facebook post or your Instagram post or your Snapchat or whatever, you know, platform you're using. And I don't really think that much, there's really much that beats organic reach in today's world. I mean, that's free advertising, essentially. It costs you nothing other than you know, the time it takes you to produce the post, but aside from that, it is, uh, super cost effective, especially, you know, if you're one of these people going viral and getting, uh, hundreds of thousands or millions of views on your posts, then, you know, that it's, I don't think I need to say any more how, uh, on, I don't think I need to speak anymore on how cool that is to get that many millions of views on your stuff for free. But anyways, guys, thanks again so much for tuning in. Uh, to be honest, if you're listening to this first episode, I don't even know how you found out about this because I just decided I was going to make this at my lunch break and I haven't advertised it. I haven't promoted it. I haven't even told a goddamn person that I was going to record this. So if you're listening, thank you so much. Please, please message me or leave a comment. Tell me how you found out about this podcast or where you saw it or what made you tune in. Um, I'd also like to hear your thoughts on it. I want to hear about what you want to hear on the next episode, um, what you think the theme of this podcast should be, what's, what kind of information is really going to help you. And I also want to know what you guys think about my business idea. And if you like it, if you don't like it, if you think there's something I can improve, improve on, um, and all that. And I hope that you guys are doing well. I hope you had a great day at work. I hope you were productive, and I hope you can find some extra time to uh, make your dreams come true and start your own business or whatever it is that you're into. So thanks again for tuning in, guys. Please share this podcast. Please like it or thumbs up or whatever the hell you're, you know, whatever buttons you can click to uh, show that you like it. Please do that. Have a great day.